0: Well, what is up, movie lovers? Welcome back to the Movie Night Apologetics podcast. I, again, I'm your host, movie apologist Clark. I'm just so excited that you're here with me today. And this is the new year of 2020. 24, and I just can't wait to see what the new year has for us as we go along through this podcast of movies. It has got some exciting things coming up in the summer that I will wait until May or so to talk about, but today what we're going to be talking about is love and monsters, and we're going to be discussing is it okay for us as Christians to learn and grow from our mistakes and i'm going to give a few examples of the people in the bible that actually went through the school of hard knocks as they were pursuing god and so let's get into the movies whether it's comedy action adventure drama horror and everything else in between all movies at least have one thing in common they all share a message with you this is Movie Night Apologetics, where I, Movie Apologist Clark, review and examine movies and their messages from a Christian perspective. So this movie was recommended by my wife, Bethany, to me, and she watched it like months ago, and she's kept mentioning it to me, I said, well, just fine, for your podcast, Episode. I'll just do that one because before it was Gladiator but she kept pestering me to watch it and so here we are. We're gonna do Love and Monsters and, and Love and Monsters is about a guy named Joel that travels 85 miles in an apocalyptic world to find the love of his life. And oh, did I mention there are really big gigantic eating flesh monsters that he has to watch out for basically they're giant bugs basically and what makes this movie really good and one of the things that you know when I say I was watching like Sonic the Hedgehog at least the first one when the characters were talking to like Sonic or a CGI character it felt like it wasn't um it wasn't real but in this movie when he's battling the flesh eating monsters like the toad or the centipede or uh the worm it honestly felt real and they they did a superb job in the acting and i i really appreciated that about the movie you know one thing i actually would have changed in the movie that i honestly believe the writers missed and it could have been intentionality and they just didn't want to reference it. But when Joel was battling the worm and he threw the grenade in the worm's mouth, causing the worm to explode, just right after that, you know, the, the great grenade kills the worm. And then he falls into the lake and gets up out of the lake. And he says, oh, I feel like Tom Cruise. And I'm like, man, that was just, ah. Uh, uh, That was a horrible moment. It's like you're referencing Tom Cruise. I mean, I get it. The dude's been in like 20 emission impossibles. But why not say, oh, man, I feel like Kevin Bacon. Because Kevin Bacon played in the Tremors in, what, the 80s, I believe? 80s, 90s? And it was about him battling a giant worm, and then he like kills it and blows it up in the end, if I remember correctly. So I think uh, I think the producers, directors, whoever can make that call, uh, missed the mark in that. So a few other things I really appreciate about the film. One of the things is that. It is a narrated-ish movie. And I say ish because it's not like fully, fully through. Like it's like parts here and there, but it's not like minute by minute or couple minute by couple minute. It's like here and then 10 minutes goes by, it's here. So it's not like fully narrated. But I really love the love narrated movies is because you really get into the mind of the character and you feel more connected with the character. Um, some of my favorite TV shows and favorite movies are narrated. Like my, one of my favorite movies, like I've said on this show, is Shawshank Redemption, narrated. Uh, favorite TV shows, Wonder yours, narrated. Another one is How I Met Your Mother, that's narrated. It's not one of my favorite TV shows, but it's a TV show that I've watched a few times and it's a narrated show. So, all I'm saying is, is narrated movies, like there's just something about them. The other thing that was really cool about this movie and what I like about when movies do this is that to keep you engaged, they go, they don't give you the whole story right away. They give you pieces of the story to kind of keep you engaged. So they'll give you a piece. And then they'll flash back to a moment, and then they'll give you a piece and then they'll flash back and then they'll kind of keep going along, along, and along until you get the whole rounded revela- um, revelation story. I don't know if revelation is the right word to use there, but you know what I'm saying? It, like, it helps to engage your audience when you give them a little piece of the pie, and, you know, kind of like breadcrumbs. You know, here's a little piece and then you go up, you eat a little piece of crumb and then, oh, there's another little piece. And you, it keeps you engaged. It keeps you, your mind focused on the storyline. And so that is a few of the things that I really loved about it. And so I highly recommend that you watch this movie. Uh, it is really good. And I love the and that it has in it. But anyways, before we get into the main topic today, I just would love to remind you to please rate me five stars if you already haven't, because what this does is this actually helps people find the podcast easier. And like I said on here before that, one of my main goals is I really want people to know the God of the Bible through the movie's messages. I really, you know, it's one of the things I'm going to do over the course of the summer is, God willing, is kind of show you how God is revealed through our some of our favorite movies and our favorite characters in cinematic history. And so I want people to know who Jesus is through the movies that we watch. And so if you could please rate five this podcast five stars and then subscribe to it. You'll get new episodes every Monday and we'll have a good time on here. And then also I have a Discord at Movie Night Apologetics Podcast and there you can ask me some questions, you can suggest me a movie and you know I'll put your movie on the list and then I'll give you a shout out if you want. So anyways, please rate five star, go subscribe. And find me on Discord at Movie Night Apologetics Podcast. Now let's get to the main theme of the movie, which there are several. And like I said, this movie was recommended to my, recommended by me from my wife. And what she drew from it at first was that this movie was about really community. And to an extent, yes, it is about community, but don't know i i i just think it's a little bit that is one of the main points i don't think it's the main point though and the reason why she thought it was say uh, about community is because so the main character he wants to find his girlfriend that he had in the past before all of this uh stuff happened in the apocalypse and she's about 85 miles away he finally finds her on the radio and then he thinks that she's in danger or something like that, and he goes in, out of his bunker into the world where the bugs can eat him, and he goes and travels 85 miles to find her, to reconnect with her, and to have an everlasting relationship with her because everyone else was having a relationship with somebody but him. Uh, and when I say relationship, a romantic uh, relationship, but him. And so he finally gets there, and the girl's like, well, you know, I'm kind of moved on. I've had a boyfriend since, and we, you know, either the boyfriend got eaten or it didn't work out. And he's like, oh. And then he's like looking on the back of the map of what he used to get there, and it was just all his community and friends and stuff back in his old community saying, Hey, we love you. We hope the best for you. And he realizes that, Hey, you know, like, you know, I actually did have people that loved me. I didn't have to be in a romantic relationship. And so that all is true, but I don't think it is the actual main point of the movie. And I'll give you my reasons why on this. So at the end of the movie, Joel is talking on the radio for the last time, and this is the quote he makes, and I'm going to read it word for word so that way you get the full picture here, okay? So this is Joel, so think of it like I'm Joel on the radio, and I'm talking to you. Here we go. I'm alive because of a generosity of a few strangers and the kindness of a great dog, My colony and I are headed to the mountains. There's supposed to be less monsters there. And don't get me wrong, the surface is a dangerous place. But I don't think hiding underground is the answer anymore. There is a great, big, beautiful, inspiring world out there. And I know you think it might be impossible, but it's not. If I can survive out here, anybody can. It's like a good friend once told me. Good instincts are earned by making mistakes. If you're lucky enough to survive a few mistakes, you're gonna do all right out here. In this recording, you'll find everything I know about our new world. Most of this I had to learn the hard way. Hopefully, it'll make your way a little easier. So crack open the hatch, okay? Come on, breathe some fresh air, go. Live your life. It won't be easy, but it'll be worth it. I traveled 85 miles to find what I had been missing below ground for seven years. It was right above my head this whole time. And it's incredible. Oh, and one last thing. Don't settle. You don't have to. Not even at the end of the world. Signing off, Joel Dawson. Man, such a great last quote. I love it when movies actually tell you the point at the end. And don't just spontaneously put a giant space baby looking at the earth before the credit rolls, okay? And the best line in there is good instincts are earned by making mistakes. And the reason I wanted to bring this up is because I think sometimes as Christians, and maybe even pre-Christian, we have to think that we have to know everything right away. We have to fully understand God and who He is before we can actually follow Him. And I just want to say that's actually false. So and I'll give you my reasons why here. So I wanted to take actually just a sidestep from this and look at a few characters that we love and hold dearly, that are people of the faith that have made some great mistakes in their pursuing. God and following after him. So, let me give you just uh, a few characters here. Peter, he's just the cornerstone of the church, what we hear in the New Testament, but guess what? He stepped out of the boat. You know, Jesus, they were on the boat to the Sea of Galilee, I think, and Jesus calls out And I can't remember, honestly, if he called out to Peter directly or if he called out to the disciples. But anywho, Peter got out of the boat when it's raining, when it's storming, when the waves are like way up high in the air, probably like 30 feet sea levels, sea waves, steps out of the boat and he... He actually is walking on water, and then the thunders hit, the lightning strikes, and he lo- looks at that, and then he falls and starts sinking, and Christ picks him up. And then, later on, towards when Jesus was getting arrested, right before he got crucified, Peter used the sword to cut a guard's ear off when Jesus was being taken away. And then he had... Also, Peter denying Christ three times. So that's Peter's story. And there's probably more that I haven't said. But, so, and then there was Abraham, and he basically told the Pharaoh when him and his wife were entering Egypt that Sarah was his sister, because Abraham was afraid that if he said his wife, that Pharaoh would kill him. So, I mean, it's kinda understandable why he did it but he still in some ways made a mistake because the pharaoh was like very upset with Abraham for lying to him after God came at him in a dream or, or came at him in a dream saying that Sarah was his wife not his sister. And so then and Abraham took the advice from Sarah to sleep with Hagar so that they can fulfill God's promises being a father of many nations through the slave servant Hagar. And then we have David. He's considered a man after God's own heart who wrote, I don't know how many Psalms he wrote, but he wrote a lot of Psalms. And he committed adultery with Bathsheba and then had her husband Uriah killed in battle on the front lines. Noah, after the ark was built, and they went on the ark for 40 days, 40 nights, and they finally got on land eventually, he got drunk with wine after the flood. Samson, the judge of Israel in the book of Judges, kept sleeping with Delilah and was very proud and arrogant in telling um, her the secret to his strength. Jacob, the son of Isaac, was a deceiver and tricked his father Isaac into giving him a blessing rather than Esau. Rahab was a prostitute. Moses struck the rock with a stick rather than calling out to the rock. Like God said, and because of his disobedience, he did not even enter the promised land. And why do I mention all these examples is because in the New Testament, these men and women were not defined by their mistakes. If you read Hebrews 11, these men and women are in the hall of faith. I, I believe that's kind of what we call Hebrews 11, the hall of faith. These were people that had great faith in God even though they made a considerable amount of mistakes and God graciously worked in their lives. I think in our lives, maybe like Joel, we want to stay underground, be safe, be hidden, make sure we know everything about bugs, about the bugs trying to eat us. And and in a way That's kind of what we're like when we think about following God. We want to know everything about the Bible and about Christianity. Maybe, for example, it's praying. We read about it more than actually doing it. And at the same time, we do that with evangelism, too. It's like, well, I don't know everything about all the other religions or all the other belief systems. How could I possibly talk to my coworker, my friend, my You know, who, my family member about my faith and my love for Jesus. The problem with this is it's impossible. I hate to, I really hate to burst your bubble on this because I've been kind of chewing through this a little bit today. You know, because I was thinking when I got married to my wife, who I love so much, I didn't know everything about her. In fact, honestly, I still don't know everything about her. Not that I didn't know anything about her when we got married, but I didn't know everything about her when we got married. And if I would have just said, well, I don't know everything about you, and if I would have said, nope, I'm not going to marry you, I'm not going to go walk down this with you, Man, I would have missed out on so much. I would have missed out on all the laughs and stupid stuff that we've had. I would have missed out on my kid's birth. I would have missed out on watching my kids grow up, all because I could have had the thought, well, I don't know everything about her. It's like, no one takes a job and knows everything about the job. No one starts a hobby and fully knows what they're doing. Like me and this dang podcast of mine. Like I don't know what I'm doing. Like there's something, like honestly, there's some mess ups that I probably made already that people are going to be like, well, you know, I didn't get that point there or what did you mean here? I've already gotten that a little bit. And it's like, well, you know what? I'm learning. I'm going to make mistakes. You're going to make mistakes. You're going to make mistakes in your marriage. You're going to make mistakes in your job. You're going to make mistakes in your hobby. You're going to make mistakes if you're trying to write a book. You're going to make mistakes if you try to do a podcast. Like, that is just life. You make mistakes and you learn from them. But if we let the fear of us as Christians take over to where we didn't follow Christ— until we knew everything, then nobody would cease to be a Christian. Like, think about all, like, think about Peter, okay? He's he's just out there fishing, casting the net, nothing, 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 nothing. And then all of a sudden, Jesus comes along. He says, you know what? Go toss your net in. And Peter's looking at this guy like, I am a pro fisherman, dude. Okay, if you say so, I'll go do it. I mean, I don't know if he used it in that tone or anything. Maybe, you yeah, know, I don't know. But the point is, is he did it, caught a bunch of fish, and then he went on the beach, and he was like, get away from me, Lord. I am a sinful man. And Jesus is like, hey, you're going to be a fisher of men. Come follow me. And he's like, okay. And he didn't go, well, okay, I need to know the uh, doctrine of justification. Um, I need to know how to make friends and influence people. Can you give me that book? Um, you know what I'm saying? Like th- there, you cannot have nobody in human history, either old or New Testament. It is not a requirement to know everything there is to know about the Bible, about doctrine. In order to follow Christ. And if you think that there that you have to be there and you're not willing to follow him because of that, you're gonna miss out on so much. You really are. Because following Christ is everything. And I I, I you know, the more I learn about the Bible and about who Jesus is like honestly, the more like <laughs> I'm in some ways confused in some other ways like just reassured that man like who I'm following is actually who he says he is, but you're gonna miss out on so much if you think, well, I have to learn everything, and i got, I'm here to tell you, uh you don't. You know, did Peter make a mistake by looking at the storm rather than Christ when walking on the water? Absolutely, he did. But at least, at least, he heard Christ and actually stepped out on the boat, unlike the other disciples. So, what is it that you are holding back in your walk with God? Is it prayer? talking or is it talking to your friends and family about your faith or is it something else like getting more involved in your local church so that you're not just going you're not just being a spectator on Sundays but you're an active participant the community that you are a part of it's I'm telling you man it's gonna be awkward talking to people if you haven't done it a lot it's gonna be awkward like Right now I'm doing the thing at my work where I'm not listening to podcasts or anything and it'll, like for the first little bit it was hard but now it's like man I I enjoy being at work because I talk to people and yeah it was awkward but now it's fun to talk with people to hear their stories to hear how their weekends were and all that you don't have to be afraid of the awkward You know, I can say this, all my good friends that I have been friends with for a while, it all started out with an awkward conversation. So take it, take the jump, go to a local church and start making friends and be part of a local community. And I just plead with you, you don't have to know everything there is to know without being a follower of Christ. You don't have to be a Joel in your bunker trying to figure out everything there you need to know about the world above you to just open the hatch and go. You don't have to. So, to tweak the words of Joel at the end of Love and Monsters because I was thinking about it and this is what mine would say if it if I, you know, if I was Joel in the movie. So, here we go. You ready for this? Let's do this. I'm a Christian by the grace of God and because of the generosity of a few strangers and the kindness of a wonderful pastor. The world is a dangerous place. But I don't think hiding in our houses and behind our phones or TVs is the answer anymore. There is a great, big, beautiful, inspiring world out there full of image bearers of God And I know you think it might be impossible, but it's not. If I can be a follower of Christ out here, anybody can. It's like a good movie once told me, good instincts are earned by making mistakes. If you're lucky enough to grow when making a few mistakes, you're going to do all right out here as a follower of Christ. In the Bible, you'll find everything you need to know about the character and nature of God. And, he, and what he calls us to do. Most of my walk with Christ, I've learned the hard way. I mean, hopefully by listening to this podcast, your way will be a little easier. So crack open the scripture. Be a part of a local church this new year in 2024 and be an active participant in the congregation you are a part of. Okay, come on. Breathe some fresh air. Go live your life for Christ. It won't be easy, but it'll be worth it. And it's incredible. And no, one last thing. Don't settle. You don't have to. Not even in this world. There is darkness, but if you are a believer, you can be a light in this world. Not that you are the light, but that you reflect the light of Christ just as the moon reflects the light of the sun. And like my friend Blaine always says, don't party too hard without me. What? This is Movie Apologist Clark signing off. Catch you guys later. Whether it's at home or at the movie theaters, Movie Night Apologetics exists to help you, the listener, know the Christian worldview through the movie's messages. I am Movie Apologist Clark, and this is Movie Night Apologetics Podcast.